Go with me please to the book of Mark this evening. Mark chapter 16. We begin uh, last week, maybe the week before, on a series we're calling Miracles Now. Miracles Now. We're reading the book of Acts. And uh, the book of Acts should be very special to us. All the scriptures should be very special to us. But every one of these accounts was handpicked by the Holy Spirit and recorded. Because there's a lot of things happened that are not recorded. But these are recorded because they were what God wanted us to, to hear and to see. And he worded it exactly the way it should have been worded to convey to us. And it's a living word. You can get all kind of things out of it and come back 10 years later and read it again and think, man, have I ever read it before? Yeah. It's a living word. It's so rich. And that's why you can't, you can never exhaust it because it's alive. Yeah. It's a, so there's no end to the different facets of it. Yeah. But uh, in, in, let's read our text and, and I'll, I'll go further. In Mark 16, Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, he charged them and charged us to uh, Mark 16, 15, to go into all the world, and preach, proclaim the good news. How many think that's what every church and every ministry ought to be doing? Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. He starts talking about casting out demons and speaking in tongues and ends up by talking about the sick being healed. Verse 19, then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Actually, them is added by the translator. So the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Everybody say signs. See, he said signs would follow believers, and then he said, it's recorded that when they went and preached the word, the Lord worked with and confirmed the word with signs, signs. And as you read the book of Acts, you see page after page of miracles and signs and wonders. Do we still believe in miracles and signs and wonders today? Do we? You reckon we could believe in them stronger? We live in a a generation and in a society that is more intellectual. And uh, a whole lot of even church-going people, they don't really believe in the miraculous. They may believe in some things positionally, but oh man, if something miraculous began to happen in their presence, it'd scare them. And a lot of people just wouldn't accept it at all. And no matter how much you think you believe in the miraculous, how much have you experienced? You know? And a whole lot of things are going to be different than how you thought. No question about that. And uh, especially the things that we haven't uh, had experiences in before, it'd be new to us. And... uh, We need to stir ourselves up on this. And so we're going through the book of Acts and we're asking, do we really believe that these things happen? They literally happen. 
And then asking ourselves, can they happen today? Do we believe that they can? And are we believing for this kind of thing? What's our part in it? So in the, in the book of Acts, if you'll turn over there, we call ourselves Christians, and we should. But you know, Christians are Christians, those like the Christ. And the Christ's life and ministry was marked by miracles, wasn't it? And in those that believed on him and followed him after his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension, and the book of Acts records it, their lives were marked by miracles. Miracles. Amazing things. Astounding things. Hmm? The book of Acts begins with Jesus ascending without an airplane. True? This, of course, after he has been raised from the dead. Somebody say miracles. Do you believe that these things actually happen? These are not symbolic. They're not figurative. They're not mythical. Jesus walked and lived as a man on the earth. He died. He was really dead for days. And he came back to life. His body revived. And he appeared to the disciples and to a number of people. He ate with them. He talked with them. He was dead. Really dead. Now he's alive. Not just alive again, but he is alive, incorruptible, immortal, cannot die again. Thank you, Lord. And the Bible tells us that the same thing that happened to him is about to happen to us. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Does that excite you at all? Woo. You know, it's challenging maybe for us to realize, but what's happening right now is the briefest thing we'll ever do. People think, well, boy, they're a hundred years old. That's nothing. It's a flash. It's here. The Bible calls it a, like a vapor, a, a puff, a mist. There, man, it fades away. It's gone. That's your life. But after this is unending eternity. No aging, no pain, no crying, no dying, no sorrow. This is as bad as it gets for us, for believers. And the Lord's helping us. We're making it through this victoriously. And after this, it's just all shouting. <laughs> Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And we got the victory now. So, somebody say, what a deal. What what? If the lost people around the planet really realized this, they'd all run to Jesus as fast as they could right now, and everybody get born again, and we'd be done with all this. But the devil has millions blinded, and hence the Lord told us, go into all the world, tell them, proclaim to them the good news.
Let's talk a little bit more about Jesus being raised from the dead before we leave this. Go to Romans, the sixth chapter, please. Romans 6. We're asking the question, do you believe in miracles? As you read in these uh, chapters of Acts, these accounts, these miracle after miracle after miracle, do you believe they really happened? And can these kind of things happen again? Jesus was raised from the dead. How was he raised from the dead? We're given more than one verse that tells us how. Romans 6 and the fourth verse. Romans 6 and 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Do you know that's what was in that tomb? When he was raised from the dead? The glory of the Father filled up that tomb. And Jesus raised up. He was raised up from the dead. By the glory of the Father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. Look down to the 8th chapter. Over to the 8th chapter. And the 11th verse. 8-11. But if the spirit of him. That raised up Jesus from the dead. Now let's just stop right here. One verse said the glory of the Father raised him up. This here says the spirit of him. Of God raised him up. Saying the same thing. Who is the glory of the Father? There's just one Holy Spirit. And He is the Spirit of truth. He's also the Spirit of glory. And here's the amazing thing. That same Spirit that filled up. Now let's back up a little bit. The Spirit that hovered over the face of the deep. <laughs> When God said light be and he moved and it happened. That same spirit that was involved in the mighty signs and wonders. In bringing God's people out of Egyptian bondage. And in the prophet uh, Elijah and Elisha and Samuel and Daniel. That same spirit that was in that tomb. That manifested the glory of the father. That same exact spirit is in you. We have not acted like it. We have not lived in much of an awareness of this. That the God of glory is in us. Notice. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Does he? Does he? Does he? He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Same thing that happened to him is going to happen to you. Going to happen to me. The glory of the Father is going to envelop us 
Whether our body is just raised up out of the grave, we had died and gone on to be with him, or whether we're alive and remaining and are standing watching this amazing thing happen. Just about time we see the Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we're watching that, and our eyes are bigger than they've ever been, and our mouth is wide open, and about time that finishes, it's going to hit us. The Bible said it's going to happen to us. We shall be changed. It's going to be fast in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We're going to be changed, not just on an atomic molecular level, but on a spiritual level. And we'll no longer be mortal. No more subject to any type of corruption. So if you're going to get your healing, you better get it now. (laughs) Because later on, you won't need it. (laughs) So go ahead and get all your healings now. And you might as well get all your money now, too. Because I don't think there's going to be any U.S. currency in heaven. (laughs) You might as well get all your money and your healings now. While you can use them. Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, raised from the dead by the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that dwells in us, and the Bible said, we'll be quickened. So that's what happened to Jesus in that tomb. His body was quickened. Quickened. I mean, uh, what kind of picture does that paint for you? Quickened. That body had laid there in that tomb. With that huge stone rolled, there was no motion, there was no movement, there was cold, there was damp, there was stiff, there was death. And the glory began to fill up that place. The glory of God is manifested in the Old Testament, all through the prophets and into the New, sometimes appeared as fire, sometimes appeared as a cloud, as light, as brightness. But the glory filled up that dark, damp place of death. And as it filled up and enveloped the master's body, it quickened him. (laughs) Somebody say quickened. Quickened means to make full of life. It'd be kind of like putting some electricity to something. Only this is much more than electricity. This is the power that made electricity. Why are we talking about this? Because God hasn't changed. His quickening days are not past. His glory manifestation days are not over. The Spirit of God is here. That's exactly what happened. Jesus was raised from the dead and he went up. He ascended in front of their eyes there in the book of Acts. You've read about it. He ascended, he went up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. How many believe that literally happened? Hmm? Jesus, how did he do that? No airplane, no helicopter, no jetpack. He just starts defying gravity and goes up, 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 and they're all standing there like this, and they can't see him for the clouds, and they're still watching. And the angel says, the one you saw leaving like this, he's going to come back again. Just like that. Hallelujah. With clouds. 
And the Bible talks about clouds of witnesses. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to see it. This is not a fairy tale. We're going to see it. Now, he goes up, and the very next chapter, somebody else comes down. (laughs) The Holy Spirit. Is it true? The Master ascended. He's sitting at the right hand of majesty on high, and the Holy Spirit came down. And when he came into the upper room, he made an entrance. Hmm? He didn't just slip in the back and sit down in a seat. And nobody knew it was there. Turn to chapter 2. What are we talking about in here tonight, friends? What are we talking about? Miracles. Signs. Wonders. Do we believe in them? Are we really Christians? You can't be a real Christian and not believe in the miraculous. Christianity is miracles from beginning to end. Virgin birth. Supernatural life. Raised from the dead. Ascended on high. Coming back again. Miracles. 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 Acts 2. Are you there? Verse 1. What does it say? The day of Pentecost was fully come. They're all with one accord in one place. One place. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Verse 2. Suddenly. Suddenly. The Holy Ghost will surprise you. I said he'll surprise you. You think they were ready for this? No. He told them what to do. But you think they were expecting this? I tell you nay. No. They're praying. They believe in God. They believe in Jesus. They believe he's raised from the dead. They know he told them to wait. Until they're endued with power from on high. I do not think they had any idea. This was going to happen. Suddenly. Everything's nice. and Orderly. And everybody's praying. And Suddenly. There came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. Tornado type. Hurricane type. Rushing. Loud. Mighty. Not brisk. Breeze. Mighty. When God says mighty it was mighty. It was something brother. And they know. Isn't that supposed to be a wind blowing like this inside the house? <laughs> the windows are not even open. The door's not even open, maybe. No, where is this wind coming from? And it just gets stronger and louder and stronger and louder. That would do what to you? Hmm? It can alarm you after the flesh. But if, if you'll... Stay hold with what you know inside. Inside you'll have a witness. This is God. Just relax flesh. <laughs> Be still. Don't do something dumb. Just, just sit tight. God's moving. Rushing. Mighty. Wind. Bloweth. Do you know that's happened? Since then? There's recorded instances of it. Back hundreds of years ago. And in more recent times. And all along. Well, the Holy Ghost still here. Yeah. 
He can still come in. Can he? He can still come in like this. Apparently he likes to come in like this. Would it be okay with us if he came in like this? Sometimes would we say yes? Please. We would think it's great. (laughs) It would change our life. In some ways you might not think. As we read about these miracles. Was everybody happy about these things? Them all getting filled with the Holy Ghost. On this very day. And they came down out of the upper room speaking in tongues. Was everybody happy about this? Was the established church happy about it? No. And then the lame man at the gate called beautiful got healed. Miraculous. Was everybody happy about that? They got thrown in jail for that. People say, well, you know, things maybe have changed. (laughs) They haven't. Not in that regard. We like to think they are. But one of the big reasons why we haven't experienced as much persecution is we just haven't had as much going on. But you get these kind of things going on. You're going to have revival and riot, mass salvations, and anger, hatred. It's all part of it. And Jesus said, don't think it's some strange thing. If they persecute you like they did me, I told you. If they hated me, they'll hate you. You would think everybody would just be thrilled that the Holy Ghost blew in. Oh, but uh, if that really happened, what are people going to do with it? Are people that have been immersed in godless tradition for centuries going to throw all that aside and jeopardize their salary by saying, yeah, that was the Holy Ghost. Made a big sound. Some will. Some won't. My point is, has God changed? Does he not do any things like this anymore? Or are we a part of the same church as this bunch right here in the book of Acts? Same new birth. Same name of Jesus. Same gospel message. Same Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit. Are you sure? Same Holy Spirit. If we have the same Holy Spirit, what else should we have? The same kinds of manifestations. Speaking in tongues. Rushing mighty winds. Fire above your head. People healed. People raised from the dead. Some people dumb struck. Some people struck blind supernaturally, not with a disease. Oh. Am I quoting stuff from the book of Acts? Amazing things. Before we go further, go with me over to the book of 1 Corinthians. You believing with me this evening? I got a lot in my heart and I'm believing to get it out the right way. When uh, we begin talking about this, I know some people have uh, concerns 
other preachers say, oh man, you start talking about that kind of thing, you'll have every kind of weirdness. <laughs> you'll have every kind of bizarre thing that people will get into. And what's the alternative? Just not talk about it and let's all stay what? Mental? <laughs> Live in our heads and not experience any of this. There are some great truths that if you're clear on them, they'll keep you safe. Keep you right. You want to hear some of them? We should not seek after signs more than we do God. We should not become infatuated with the miraculous More than we are Jesus and the Word, which is to say the same. He is the Word manifested in the flesh. I know because I I made the mistake in the beginning days of my following God. In my youth and in my ignorance, uh, I had zeal, but not according to knowledge. I Man, I believed in the miraculous. I believed God was amazingly big. He could do anything and just able to do anything and... And so uh, uh, pretty much anything that happened, if it was spectacular and amazing, I was one of the first ones to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, Whew, let's do it. And thing after thing, I eventually realized that wasn't God. That wasn't God. Just because it's spiritual doesn't mean it's God. Are y'all with me, friends? Just because it's miraculous, that doesn't make it God. Just because it's a sign and a wonder doesn't make it God. You mean, Brother Keith, there are spiritual manifestations that are not God and wrong? Absolutely. There are miraculous things that are not God? Yes, the Bible says so. So you must not just become obsessed with miracles. Because if you get more Obsessed with miracles than you do Jesus, you're going to get in trouble. You can be led astray because even the most seasoned of us are so inexperienced in these things that if you try to discern just with your own little experience supernatural things apart from the Word, apart from holding to the head Jesus, you're going to be deceived, led astray, led off. And some people have seen a little bit of this and they're, they're so scared of that. That's why they don't want to talk about any of this because, ooh, 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 no. Let's just be nice and quiet and say hallelujah and read our scriptures and go home. But I believe we can have the manifestation of God and that he can help us and we can stay on track. Yes. You believe that? Yes. I believe that. Move of God after move of God. People have gotten off and have messed it up. If you studied history at all, I mean from centuries past till 20 and 30 years ago. Move of God after move of God. God began to move and some things, some spectacular things begin to happen. And oh man, tons of people come and show up and and it's a happening affair. And then it just goes off the rails. And off the deep end. 
and just fizzles out. And usually a lot of people get hurt. And I'm not talking about a time or two or three or ten. Time after time after time after time. And if God was able to do some wonderful things in our midst and us not get off, it would just be by His grace. Wouldn't be because we're smarter than somebody else or better than somebody else. It'd just be by His grace. And it'd be because we held to Him. And we held to the head. Jesus. Here's something that is of the utmost importance. The Word is always first place over all. Everybody say the Word. The Word. And when I say the word, I'm talking about, yes, the book, but I'm talking about the man. Talking about Jesus. But the, the book by the Spirit of God reveals to us the man and the will of God. But the word must always be first. First over everything. All the time. Friend, I don't care if in the morning a 200 voice angel choir wakes you up. And you see exhilarating, amazing things. And if it's more real than anything you've ever experienced in your life, if any of it is contrary to one scripture, you should not tell a soul about it. Did you hear me? And you should throw it aside and say, I don't care how real it was, how spiritual it was, it wasn't right. Wasn't right. And so, the more ignorant one is of the word, the harder it'd be for them to discern what's God and what's not, and the easier they are deceived. You remember in Ephesians, him talking about why he gave gifts unto men? Hmm? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, building up of the body of Christ. Go over there and read that. Ephesians, why? Notice to what end. Ephesians, yes, it's maturity, yes, it's growing up, but notice the results of growing up Ephesians 4 and 13 Ephesians 4:13 till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god knowledge of the son of god knowledge of the son of god not just knowledge of the miraculous not just knowledge of the spiritual knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect a fully developed complete man unto the measure of the, the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Can you see how essential it is that we get built up in the word? Why? Because if you're not, you're gullible. Don't even know how gullible you are. And you know, if you read in the book of Acts, God was doing amazing things. Well, the enemy was doing some things too. In the book of Acts, remember Elamus the sorcerer, that little damsel that was following Paul and his company and prophesying, several things. Well, see the enemy, if God's moving, he'll try to get in there and introduce a substitute and lead people off and lead people astray. And all of it goes together and the Lord knows what we can deal with. Where we're at and where we're not at. I'd like for us to grow up. Hmm? I'd like for us to grow up. Stable. In the word of God. 
so that no matter what happened around us, we holler, where's the scriptures? Where's the, where's the scriptures? Where, and no matter how amazing it was, it wouldn't shake us. We'd just go, oh, no, 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 because the scripture says this. So that can't be right. Yeah, but that's the most amazing experience. It doesn't matter about the experience or what you saw or what you heard. And if you got a bunch of people that can deal with some of that, then you got a bunch of people that God could show up and do some things too. And if the enemy tried to mislead them in the midst of it, he wouldn't be able to. Wonder why the Lord's having us deal with these things and talk about these things. Does it stir you up at all? Say it out loud, Lord, teach us more. I told you 1 Corinthians, but instead, go to Matthew 24, please. Matthew 24. We're talking about miracles. Matthew 24. I made some statements, but I want you to see it wasn't just my idea that uh, this is what the Word says. Matthew 24 and 23, Jesus is speaking to them and to us. Matthew 24, 23. He said, if any man shall say to you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. And they shall show great signs. This is Jesus talking. And he says they will show signs and the signs will be great. Jesus said it. Didn't he? And wonders. Signs and wonders. Great signs and wonders. And it's wrong. It's not God. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now you can tell it's the devil because it's designed to deceive. Can't you? He's a liar. He's the father of lies. And actually, we're going to see this later. These wonders are called lying wonders. That's what they're called. It's a wonder. Supernatural thing. But it's a lying sign. It's a lying wonder. Maybe we haven't heard too much about this, have we? But there it is. Just as true as the rest of Scripture, right? Jesus said, Behold, I've told you before. I told you about this. Revelation 13 describes the same thing. Revelation 13 and 14. He says and, and deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Miracles. We have lived in the industrial age. We're living in the technological age. And people have put different things and filled their life with different things. But more and more people are becoming disgruntled. With uh, Technology cannot fulfill them. Stuff, materialism cannot fulfill them. Every human being on the planet is a spirit being. And deep calls to deep. Something in them, whether their educated head will acknowledge it or not, something in them knows there's a whole spirit realm. And there is activity and there is experience for my being that is spirit. And so there will have to be developed. 
more spiritual activity on both sides. In the demonic and in the Holy Spirit. And some will reject. Some will embrace the false. Some will deny it altogether. Some will try to explain it away. But some will not be tricked and fooled by lying wonders that don't agree with God and contradict the scriptures. But will yield and go with the flow of the mighty one. The holy one. Somebody say glory to God. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, for one, one more of these, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 9, he said, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Everybody say lying wonders. Lying wonders. Are there miraculous things, spiritual things, they're real, just as real as can be, And they are absolutely make you wonder and awestruck. But they're not God. Hmm? True or not? And I know when you start talking about these things, sometimes you you can feel people kind of getting uncomfortable going, man, oh, that makes it complicated. I don't want to, wow, I don't want to be fooled. I don't want to be tricked. We're talking about some very basic things that will protect you. One we've already talked about. Anybody remember the one we've already talked about? The Word. Always. First. Everything. Judged and examined by the written Word. If it's the Holy Spirit, it's going to look and sound like this. Because He's the one that said this. He doesn't change. But then another thing. Go to 1 Corinthians now. And this is something that is hard for the devil to uh, fake. 1 Corinthians. Let's start here in 12. Verse 1. He said concerning spirituals, gifts is added. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Does he want us to know about spiritual things? He doesn't want us to be ignorant of it. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols even as you were led. See, people used to be a lot more spiritual as a whole than they are. Even though they weren't worshiping God, they were fellowshipping with wrong spirits. They were having fellowship with evil spirits. They knew about spiritual things. They had some strange things happening. That's why so many people believed and got involved in it. You know, think about it. Why would all these people serve these false gods and do all these things and bring all their money and their stuff and serve? Because they must have had something happen. They had some things happen that seemed to validate that these are real. And they are real. They're just not God. He said, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, ghost is an old English word used in the King James. It's the word for spirit. I usually just use the word spirit. <laughs> a bunch of us ministers were in another state some years ago. Uh, we were having a conference and a meeting, and I, I guess it was, uh, man, I don't know, about 70 of us 
went to the same restaurant together. And uh, when we came in there, of course, you know, we made an instrument. We just kept coming in. And we were, all of us had our dress clothes on and other people didn't. And, and uh, finally, uh, this one lady reaches up and grabs uh, the, the coattail of one of the ministers. And boy, she, she picked one when she picked him. He's a fiery evangelist, man. He, she said, what is all this? And he said, we're having a Holy Ghost meeting. She looked at him. She said, do you wear a costume to that? <laughs> the word ghost has that connotation in a lot of people's minds. I usually just say spirit. But um, no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. People have tried to take this and say, well, you know, can you say Jesus is Lord? Any sinner could say Jesus is Lord. You could give them some money and say, say Jesus is Lord. And even if they didn't believe in it, sure, he's not talking about that. He's talking about people speaking by inspiration, spiritually inspired, prophecy. And he's giving correction because at the church of Corinth, they had stuff going on. They had tongues and interpretations and prophecies and they had all kind of stuff and a lot of it wasn't right. And apparently some people were standing up supposedly speaking by the Spirit and saying negative things about Jesus. And he wants them to know that there's no way anybody speaking by the Holy Spirit is going to say anything bad about Jesus. And friend, this should open up a whole realm of understanding to you and I concerning spiritual things. See, he says this in, in, in just a couple of verses after saying, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning spiritual things. True manifestations of the Holy Spirit, miracles, signs, wonders of God will always glorify Jesus. They will glorify the Master. And they don't emphasize a man or a woman, including ministers. Did you hear me? Uh, When we're talking about signs and we're talking about wonders, you don't want to get it in your mind. Oh, God, give me this power so I can go do things. Uh Uh-uh. No, that's not it. That's not how it works at all. He doesn't give you something that you can use to go do stuff. If you make yourself available, he would use you. Totally different mentality. This wanting to have power is not right. It's seeking one's own glory. Study the life of Jesus. He said the servant's not above his master. And Jesus, notice every time he said, I can do nothing of myself. I can do nothing of myself. Is that really true? Then could he heal anybody of himself? No. Could he work any miracles of himself? I know that sounds strange to us, but he said it. He said, I only say what I hear the Father say. And I only do what I see him do. The Father in me. He does the works. He was completely a yielded vessel to the Father. 
He didn't get up in the morning with something on his mind that he was going to do and he was going to say. He said, I do always those things that please him. Not a matter of seeking power so you can do something. Having experiences so I can go do something. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. I said it's about him. Notice every one of these signs. Every one of these wonders. What happened? What was the result? The attention that it drew. When they heard them speaking in tongues. They heard them talking about the wonderful works of God. And glorifying God. And as soon as they all. Peter got their attention. He told them about Jesus. And they all believed on Jesus. And 3,000 of them got saved. Glory to God. Lame man at the gate called beautiful said they glorified God for this miracle that had been done on this man. Again and again they glorified God, glorified God, glorified God, glorified God. Peter said, why look ye on us? Because when that man when that man was raised up that everybody had seen laid by the, the gate there for all those years, I guess, they were looking at them and all, how did you do that? Peter and John, what did you do? How did you do that? He said, why are you looking at us? As though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk. And yet that's what's taught in many of the seminaries. That Peter and John and the other apostles had this special power. And they could use it and do some things. It was necessary to help get the church started. Because they didn't yet have the full canon of scripture. But now we have the full canon of scripture and we don't need that. We don't need it. Friend. Miracles are the only way to get these mass movements of humanity into the kingdom of God like you read about in the book of Acts. When we hear 3,000 got saved in a day and then a couple of chapters later another 5,000 got saved in a day, those numbers may not be registering on us like they should. Think about when that was recorded and what the population was like in this country just a hundred years ago. I think 3,000 and 5,000 would easily be like 30,000 and 50,000 if you compared the percentages of the people alive and the population, especially how they were able to move around and, and even the word get out to people. We're talking about masses of humanity. We, we read in the book of Acts where whole towns multiple turn to the Lord. There's only one way that happens. It's the miracles. It's the signs. It's the wonders. Not that a man did. Not that a preacher or an apostle or a prophet did. That God did. He did it. And he did it to glorify his son Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> Demonic signs will not do that. They'll never do that. They'll glorify men. Glorify women. They'll glorify people. They'll glorify entities and institutions. But not Jesus. And again, that's the word being first place. Just like the first item we said. Because he is the word. Somebody say thank you Lord. 
Go with me over to the book of Acts now, please. Acts 3. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I believe in miracles, but I'm not seeking miracles. I seek God. Acts 3. We've referred to this. We've talked about this, but let's read it. Acts 3. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Not five minutes of prayer. Being the ninth hour. That could be one reason. <laughs> We're not having as many of these things. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer. This is a regular thing, the hour of prayer, day after day after day. And it lets us know they had laid him daily at the gate. So no telling how many times Peter and John have walked by this man to go pray and walked by him when they left. But today, something's different. He saw Peter and John about to go into the temple and he asked an alms. He didn't ask for a healing. He didn't ask for a miracle. What did he ask for? Alms is a gift to the poor. Can you help the poor? Something to eat. For, for something to eat. For Can you help me? Lifted up his hand. Lifted up his cup or whatever he had. You got something to spare. He's lame. And verse 4. Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us, look at us, fastened his eyes on him. I submit to you, the Spirit of God came on him, came on them. We don't know how many days, how many weeks, how many months or years. They walked right by this man and walked right by him leaving, walked by him, walked by him. I mean, after a while, it just looks, everything looks normal picture. But today... Somebody say today. today. We talked about the Holy Spirit does some things suddenly. He said he fastened his eyes on him. He looked at him. I submit to you more is going on with Peter than just natural thinking and talk. He's not responding to the man's natural request. He looked at him. He fastened his eyes on him. Your eyes are the windows into your spirit. You're sitting there right now. I don't really see you. I see the house you live in. You don't really see me. You see the house I live in. I'm inside here. You're inside there. You're looking at me through those two windows we call eyes. Something was going on in Peter and John's spirit. Did we just get through reading that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us? Well, then if he could raise up Jesus from the dead, he could do something else. Couldn't he? He looked at him. And he said, look here. Maybe the man was looking down. He's begging. But he said, look here. Look on us. Look. And the man looked up and he caught his eyes. I believe somebody besides Peter was looking at the man. I believe the God of Peter, the Holy Spirit inside Peter, looked right straight through Peter's eyes and looked into this man, and I think it caught him. 
And he thought, whoa, he might not have known what was happening, but he knew something was happening. Whoa, that's no ordinary look right there. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Doesn't mean he never had any. Maybe his wife had the pocketbook that day. I don't know. But such as I have, I don't have anything on me. But such as I have, I'm giving you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up. Get up and walk. This man has never taken a step in his life. He's a full grown man. Lame from his mother's womb. Some kind of deformity. Some lack of development. Something missing. Something wrong. Do we still have the same name of Jesus? Do we? Are God still able to do things like this? Do we still want to do things like this? Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you like hearing that my friend? In the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Get up. Rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand. He didn't wait for his confession. He didn't wait for his response. He grabbed him by the right hand. And he pulled him up. Lifted him up. And as he was pulling him up. Something happened in the man's ankles. And in his feet. His bones received strength. And he leaping. Leaping. He's never used his legs and his feet. And his ankles. It's miraculous. Leaped up. Stood. And walked. And entered with them into the temple. Walking and leaping. How do you go from having never taken a step. To leaping. And praising Peter. No. No. How can you tell this is a real manifestation of the Holy Ghost? It removes bondage. It destroys yokes. And it glorifies God. Glorifies God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. At that which had happened to him. Wonder. That's what we're talking about. Miracles, signs, and wonders. What do wonders make you do? They make you wonder. (laughs) You wonder, wonder how. How did that happen? How did that happen? How can that be? He was like this. Now he's like this. Like that. How can that happen? Come with somebody in here say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Do you believe it happened just like this? This is not a fairy tale. This is not a myth. This is not just some figurative story. It really actually happened. The man was real. Peter and John were there at the place. They said the words. It happened. Can it happen again? Can it happen again? You believe it can happen again? Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Mm-hmm. Peter saw it, verse 12. 
He answered the people, he said, You men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? If it had been them doing it, they'd have probably done it a long time ago. I'm sure their heart went out to the man. I'm sure they cared. Why didn't they heal him the day before or the week before? Why didn't they heal him three months ago? Because they could not. They couldn't. No matter how much they wanted to. You hear somebody talking about they've got the gift and they can do it. Then why don't they go clean the hospitals out? Why don't they do it? No, it's not true. I said it's not true. Jesus said he could, of his own self, do nothing. The master said that. There's no such thing as any man or any woman that has any kind of power that they can just go heal people at their whim. That's not true. But God can use people as he wills. Hmm? We can make ourselves available to him. We can be ready. And one way we can be ready is right here. The one thing that this man did right on this day. Back up. (laughs) To verse uh, 5. When Peter fastened his eyes on him and said, look on us. Verse 5, what did he do? He gave heed unto them and he went into a spiritual mode. Expecting to receive something. At this point he might not have known where it was money or what it was. But he was expecting to receive something. Somebody say expecting. To receive something. Say it out loud. Expecting to receive something. Close your eyes. Say expecting. To receive receive something, something. expecting Expecting. to receive receive something, Something. expecting to receive receive. something, something. Something. Now you may not know exactly what it is. And you don't need to try to tell God how to do. But you should know. That he is a wonderfully good God. And he always wants to do something. He always wants to do something wonderful. Something good. Something gracious and merciful and amazing. He always, 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 always. Wants to do something wonderful. Hmm. What's our part? If you believe it, if you're fully persuaded of it, then you'll be expecting. If you're really expecting something wonderful to happen, you can't stay depressed. You can't stay sour. And down and despondent and despairing. I believe this is why the Spirit of God 
stirred and spoke through Brother, Brother Oral Roberts. And it became popular all over the nation and the world. Something good is going to happen to you. To me. Today. Something good. Why? Well, that puts you in a state of expecting something good. You may not know the details and you don't have to. You just believe God's a good God. Oh, he's a good God. Oh, friend, every morning when our eyes come up and we ought to go, all right, all right, something good. God has got something good set up for us today. And I'm just going to go ahead and start expecting it right now. You expect nothing. You receive nothing. You expect just a little, 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 same old, same old. You get the same old, same old. If you could start expecting something good without even knowing what it is. Can you do that or not? Can, yes. Expecting something good. Yes. Not even know what it is. Yes, sir. Did this man, what was about to happen? No, he did not know. No. The Bible didn't say you're going to read the story. He wasn't healed by his own faith. No. The Bible said it was the faith which was by Jesus. It wasn't just Peter's faith or he'd have done it the day before or the year before. Right. Something happened to Peter and John. Right. That day when they looked, something came up in them. It was the very faith of the master that would not be denied. And he looked at him. He didn't wait for his confession. He jerked the man up on his feet. God still do things like that today? Yes. Here's something we can do right now. Right now. We can start expecting to receive something good. Say it out loud, expecting to receive something wonderful. Expecting. Oh, friends, let's stir ourselves up. I'm talking about me stirring me up, you stirring you up, that before you ever get to the parking lot over here, you're getting in your car, coming to the service, going, something good, something good, something good. Next Friday, help me out, next Friday. Miracle and healing. You telling me nothing good's going to happen on miracle and healing night? No, it is. It is. Can you see when they were in, in one place, in one mind, one accord, they were together. They were focused. You see, Peter and John were together on this, weren't they? They were together on this. They were focused. They were expecting. The man was expecting the miracle is a fact. Miracle. He didn't recover over a period of months and years and much therapy and learn how to walk. And I mean, he's lame from his mother's womb, leaping and walking. And all the people's mouth hanging open going, how? 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 Tell me how. Anybody know how? God. The Spirit of glory. The Spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit that blew in in the upper room. The Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. 
That same Holy Spirit, He, the wonderful Holy Spirit, is in us. He's in our houses. He's in our services. Come on. He is in our midst. If we learn how to believe and our faith comes up and our expectation comes up, we'll see more. We'll have more. It's just that simple. We're not waiting on Him. Humanity is not just waiting on God to do something. He hasn't changed. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go with me to the, uh, the fourth chapter. I'm not quite done. Can you take some, some more? These signs are for unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 14 talks about that the tongue, like they heard on the day of Pentecost, that they did not learn how to speak, but other people could understand. He said that tongue is, is a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Jesus, we, we may talk about this more later, but Jesus reprimanded and repro- reproved people who required a sign of him before they're going to believe. And Jesus told the man on one occasion, you know, he said, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. And that was a bad thing in the man, but the man was able to change and believe before he saw things and got a miracle. So we must not say, well, I want to see something or I'm not going to believe. That's evil, the scriptures say. And you and I should believe without seeing anything. Right? We should believe in the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the reality of Jesus and redemption and his coming again without seeing one thing or understanding. It's a choice. Somebody say, I believe. believe. But these signs like we were talking about for the unbelievers are God's tools of sweeping people into the kingdom in mass. Now, There's no question we're living in the latest days anybody has ever lived in. (laughs) True or not? I mean, people talk about the last days. They were talking about the last days hundreds of years ago. Well, we're definitely in later days than them. And there's more human beings alive on the planet than there's ever been. And truly, if they could say back centuries ago, the harvest is great and the laborers are few, what's it like now? And we should acknowledge our inability, our helplessness as human beings to reason the millions into the kingdom. Can't do it. We must have the same manifestations, the same kind of things happen to sweep people in in mass. And if the Lord is coming soon and we know it's closer than it's ever been. And we got all these billions of people on the planet. Do we have time to waste? Do we have time to spare? To reason and wonder and talk? Or do we need some amazing things happening in the earth? Shaking whole communities, villages. Shaking whole cities. Shaking people to their core. Realize, And they have to do something with it. Because it's there. It's in your face. You can't explain it. Nobody else can explain it. You've got to do something with it. The Bible said that when they're, they're, 
uh, gathered around, wondering. Verse 13, Peter takes off preaching. <laughs> you see how this works? Signs and wonders and preaching. He said, because they're wondering how. They're wondering, 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 wondering. He's got, God has got their full attention. Doesn't he? They're all standing there with their mouth open. And Peter, and he said, all right, Peter, preach, boy, preach. Preach. I got them for you. Go. <laughs> he said, the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God of your fathers that you've read about and, uh, and, and heard from the law and the prophets for all these years has glorified his son Jesus. That's what has just happened with this man being healed. He has glorified, not Peter and John, glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murder to be granted to you, and you killed the Prince of Life. And he went on and and preached further to him in verse uh, 19. He said, repent, repent. And if you skip on... On down, the Bible said that they did. They turned and they received. We know thousands came in that day. Chapter 4, though, is still not over. They get apprehended. They get brought before the council and the high priest. These are the same guys that killed Jesus. Annas, Caiaphas. And verse 7, chapter 4, they said, by what power or by what name have you done this? You think anybody would be happy? A lame man got healed? They're not happy at all. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled. He said to them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he's made whole, be it known to you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and God raised from the dead, by him does this man stand here before you whole. Whoo. Verse 12, he said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, never been to school, had no degrees, and they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Verse 16, they said, what should we do to these men? Oh, they wanted bad to do something to them. They said, indeed, a notable miracle has been done by them. It's manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. Everybody knows the guy. He sat right there at the gate. Everybody that went to the, the temple saw him coming and going. Everybody in town knows him. Everybody knows he couldn't fake that. Everybody knows. What can we do? What can we do? How about get saved? Join them. <laughs> but they didn't. They uh, threatened them. And uh, verse 23, 
Being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. And they said, Lord, you are God. You made the heaven, the earth, the sea. And they, they went on praying about quoting scripture from the Psalms and different places about the Christ and how the heathen have raged. And verse 29, they said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. And a lot of people would have prayed, God, don't let them get us. Oh, God, where can we hide? Don't let them get us. They said, no, Lord, we like this. Crank it up. We want more. This is what we were made for. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Whole town being shook up. Thousands getting saved and people getting angry. Oh, yeah. We want more. Help us to preach bigger and louder and bolder and stronger. And we want you please stretch forth your hand and do some more of these miracles. Like Give us some more of these. Now, if it wasn't right for us to pray that way, the Lord would not have recorded this prayer in the scriptures for us to learn an example for us to go by. Stretch forth your hand, Lord, and heal and signs and wonders done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Somebody say miracle, miracle, miracle. Are they living in miracles? Jesus ascending and going out of sight. The Holy Spirit coming down. Mighty rushing wind, cold tongues, lockers of fire, speaking in tongues, people lame all their life, jumping up and leaping. And now the whole place is moving, shaking. And it's not an earthquake, it's not a storm, it's not happening anywhere. The, the word place literally means spot. It was a spot phenomenon. It wasn't happening other places. It was only happening where they were meeting. Shaking. Somebody say shaking. Shaking. Say it again. Shaking. 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 God never changes. If he ever blew in, he could still blow in. If he ever manifested fire, he could still manifest fire. If he ever healed lame people, he still healed lame people. If he ever shook places, he'd shake them again. Remember just a few chapters later, the jailhouse shook. You remember that? He's a shaking Holy Ghost. (laughs) He'll shake stuff up. They're praying. The Lord must have liked their prayer. Hmm? Must have been pleased with their prayer. They're praying. Lord, let your ministry gifts, let let your preachers preach let us all with boldness beyond what we've ever preached before. And Lord, let's stretch forth your hand. Do some more of these amazing things like this man getting healed. Signs and wonders. And I mean, they start feeling things shaking and moving around. And go, whoa, whoa. And they realize this ain't no earthquake. This is the Holy Ghost shaking the place. Shaking the place. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? 
They're praying. He's responding. Read the next verse. What did it say? No, that's, that's too far. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were what? They were what? What they asked for? (laughs) They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they started speaking. There is shaking. And there's filling. And there's speaking. And it's all happening at the same time. Shaking. Peter's preaching like a house of fire. John, Matthew, man, all the apostles and men. That man, they're full of the Holy Ghost. They can't, they don't know what to do with themselves. Bold. The whole place is shaking. They're having a time, brother. They're having a time. Do we have to just look back and long and go, oh, that's what, that's something? Oh, to have been there. Oh, why couldn't I have lived centuries ago? No. 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 Jesus said the works I do, same works I do, you'll do. Greater works than these shall you do. Because I'm going to the Father. Why? Anything you ask in my name, I'll do it. It's not God that has changed. Men have become mental and intellectual and unbelieving. And reason themselves out of the, oh no, that's, that's hocus pocus. That's magic. That's, I don't know what that is. That's for ignorant people that don't, not, not educated. No, no, no. It's for those that believe. These signs will follow them that believe. Do I have anybody in here that believes in these kind of things? Would we say, Lord, we are 100% open. To these kind of things. I mean you want to come blow in. Make a big sound like a wind. Hey we're your people. We are your big wind people. Us. Lord you want to manifest some fire. Yeah. Fire on my head. Fire on my hands. Fire. Make me the fire man. Fire. Fire. Lord. You want to heal some people in this place? Yes. Heal people. Heal people. Yes. Lord, you want to shake this place? Shake her. Shake it up. Shake it up. You won't hurt us. We know you won't hurt us. Shake us. Shake us till we don't know what to do. Shake us. Shake us. Stand on your feet, everybody. Stand on your feet. Come on, lift your hands. Praise the Lord. Let Him hear your heart. Tell Him, Lord, shake us. Move on us. Blow on us. Have your way. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I believe I receive. Healing for my body. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I believe I receive healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.